and moan. Howdy, hombres. And ombras. <laughs> ombros? Ombros. Oh, I gotta, I gotta Hi, use that one. Hi, Ombros. Matt! Yeah. How the hell are you? I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Last time we chatted, a lot of things going on, a lot of stuff to catch up on. Can you remember? I don't even remember what we talked. We talked about, I guess, the first debate. Had that happened yet? Mm-hmm. We talked, talked a about, lot. A lot about Trump. Uh-huh. We talked about Kaepernick. A lot about Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. And nothing's changed. No. We literally are exactly <laughs> where we are. The last debate was last night. Did you see? Yeah, I watched every minute. What did you think? I thought she kicked ass yeah. and handed it to him. He, he, had, he had one moment that... uh. People have consciously not mentioned again, but uh, she destroyed him for a third time, and uh, it was pretty sweet. Yeah, the, the parts that I I only saw the ending, and I, I like I feel bad. I hesitantly silenced my wife and tried to listen to the recap, and I just enjoyed watching CNN just completely show their cards. And you know, poor Kaylee or whatever her name is, the blonde on CNN, and this other dude named Jeff. Kaylee and Jeff, that's weird. Okay, um, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, his name is Jeff and it is Kaylee yeah. and Jeff. But they uh they took they just got just beheaded in fr- it was it was brutal, man. It was really sad. Um well, but, Trump got beheaded himself, so. Yeah, it's, it sounds like he did terrible. It sounds like he had a good couple of moments, but, you know, again, I still I I am firm, fervently believing that he will have his chance. And he will do well. And I'm just worried that he might do weller than I anticipated. Wait, have his chance to what? To win, to become president. You think he still has? What are you talking about? He's had his chance and he's failed three times. No, this guy has got a lot of, like I said last time in in March of 2016, I, I think he's got a lot of people, again, who are angry, who are racist, who are sexist. And I, and I just think that when they're alone in the booths, it's going to be all of them. It's just going to be alone. An, an angry person doesn't count as... I, I think people are going to be in the booth and look at his name and be like, fuck no. <laughs> Is this real? <laughs> Is yeah. this really happening? I think, that, I think that people that are still supporting Trump are going to get to the polls and finally see it and be like, at the last minute, I, I just can't. Yeah. I, the way I, I see it is Trump presidency, nuclear war. Clinton presidency, hmm. civil war. Pick your battle, I guess. I do sense that we are on the brink of anarchy in a lot of ways. However, I feel like, especially after the last debate, that more people are kind of realizing that she's not as bad. Then again, I look at YouTube and Reddit comments section, and there's a lot of hate out there. I think that to 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 really analyze Hillary Clinton, you have to understand that that there is. Politics is complex. Getting people to partner with you and to to side up with you and to to share your views is is a really complex concept. And you know, and I think politics extends you know globally. Like you know, Trump's relationship with Putin is is really interesting. And I think he gets it. He's a businessman. I mean, he he understands the art of relationships. And I think politics is, that's all you have to offer is, is relationships. It's all, there's a lot of fantasy. There's a lot of non-existent money. There's not a, there's a lot of uh, things that are not tangible. Mm-hmm. And in that case, you have to have 
relationships. When you're negotiating, when you're when you're you know you're you're fighting a foreign army, you're working to you know capture Osama bin Laden. You know, there's you have to. There's a lot of intangibles, and I think that the Clintons are really good at politics, and I think that people mistaken what politics is for you know their brand of politics is for for being you know dishonest when i think it's it's such a it's such a farce i don't think people understand how complex it really is and i think that she gets you know shat on way too often and is finger pointed way too easily um for those things but i think it's interesting and, yeah well, i mean yeah 30 years in the public eye you're an easy target no matter what you've done yes exactly and we talked about that previously and and her her history you know she's done a lot of great things it's not fair um, and the, the thing that kills me the most is this whole concept of, um, you know, her, her, her husband and, and, you know, having her have to address those, those women in, or, or her opinion of those women. And it's just, it's like just, she could give a shit anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, you it's, know, it's so complex. It's, it's she is not weak. She yeah. can handle that, yep. you know? Yeah. And she's, she's really smart. Raised. She's wicked smart. As we say in Boston, you know? Yeah. God, w- she's wicked. probably smarter than Bill. Uh, well, I just, ima- I just. The one thing I cannot wait to see is when Bill Clinton walks back in in the White House. And I just that to me is going to be oh, it's going to be awesome. Again. Yeah. One of our greatest presidents and uh yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And I, I think this is all a ploy just so that Hillary can hook up with some young intern in the Oval Office. Oh yeah, I got to do the cigar thing, I think. You know, whip out yeah, the cigars. Just, just to finally get him back. That's what this is all about. That's what the whole New York Senate run since the beginning. <laughs> Tragically, this has I, been I, her plan. I don't think Bill will be phased at all, and I and I don't believe it's going to be a dude. But that's... Bill, Bill would be so I can do it out again. Yeah, <laughs> is, this permi- is this a three? Yeah. I, By I the think... way, oh, oh no, go ahead. please, please go. Well, this is a totally different subject, but um, Monica Lewinsky has a TED talk out there. Have you did it, Did you know about that? No, I had no idea. I can't even yeah. imagine what she talks about. Um, well, you know, she's in her early forties now and mm-hmm. she looks great. Um, I, you know, I get it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, she's talking about how just living through shame mm-hmm. and how, uh, one of her biggest statements was that, uh, shame cannot survive empathy. And just talking about this humiliation culture that we are in, like whenever we click on an article that's destroying someone's career, just to think about the fact that there is someone suffering behind it. and out of all the news stories that get the most traction, it's the humiliation-based stories that get the most attention because we love seeing people go down. Well, especially now because there's so much news and so much you know, social media is built about shaming people. And you cannot click on an article online and not have, you know, 10 baited articles underneath it that are not... Oh, yeah. It's designed. Well, yeah, to, it's to well-marketed. You, you have no idea what you're clicking on. And, you know, hell, I'm human. So sometimes I do want to know what happened to these celebrities and all these other things. And, mm-hmm. But often it's, it's just, you know, but that's, that's a lot of people. People are not objective in that way. And they don't, they don't have the ability to look around and see that that's not real. And they, they get duped into believing it's true. <laughs> and it's terrible. Like it's terrible. Believing what's true. Like, like these, these articles. Are, stories. Yeah. yeah, like this is real yeah. news. Like this is important. Like it's almost like people are they're either they're longing for something they're they're not getting they're not communicating they're not getting they don't have relationships it's well, it's very interesting i think it strikes one of those psychological needs of uh, like you know hey i'm sure glad that's not happening to me like oh I'm just like watching a train wreck no yeah, watching, yeah. Like, i'm know. not on there it's better it's okay it's still in, it's it's like going to the dmv in santa ana like every like we talked about this in 2012 
everyone has to go to the DMV. So there is a moment of truth when you go to the DMV, you see every aspect of life from the richest people to the lowest people. You get a real test of where you're sitting in the food chain. All you got to do is go to the DMV. And yeah. it's, it's terrible. Everyone has to go through that experience. But everyone's equal in the DMV. Yeah, no, and, but you also have a moment of like, oh, well, at least I'm not that guy or, you know, I'm better off yeah. than, than this person. Exactly. It's definitely like a litmus test, of, litmus test of where you are in life. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, something else uh, that Monica uh, was talking about in her speech was that we are, because of all this humiliation uh, press, we have become numb to human distress sort of thing like and we see terrible things on the news all the time but just this just general numbness to uh empathy i guess a lot of people don't have that which is why which i feel is in alignment with how trump is kind of numb to certain groups of people that he keeps alienating Mm -hmm. and his followers are really numb to how they're making other people feel when they're saying ban all muslims and you know the immigrants are rapists and things like that you know categorizing people so easily is based in numbness of of emotion do you think it's being numb or do you think it's the fact that there's just too much volume like you you know but back in the day you you didn't have 4500 channels of news you didn't have 24-hour news you didn't have never-ending social media you know information being blasted at you do you think that People can't because I, I, you know, I look at, you know, they have the, the hurricane that just happened and I see people donating, you know, money to the Red Cross and doing all these things to try to help people. And it happens all the time. It happens with a mass shooting. It happens with an earthquake. It happens all the time. Do you think mm-hmm. that that people are able to empathize? But do you think also that they're just overwhelmed with noise or is it, you know, I, I still think people care. I just think that there's just so much going on. I don't, I, it almost, it just makes me want to turn off everything and just yeah. kind of go back to what it was before alone. Well, thoughts, that's one, family, that's one problem is that a lot of people don't ever turn it off. Oh yeah. Oh, like, totally. There are the most angry people are the ones that just are, I, I've been addicted to, uh, to the election. Mm-hmm. I, I watch you know, every video that comes out about it. Um, but I, people do care when it comes to those big, you know, travesties and that people will donate you know they donate their money but not often their their time sort of thing um i i guess what i'm really basing this on is the 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 trump supporters that get the most press are those most extreme ones the angriest ones the loudest ones Mm because of course that's all we ever pay attention to Mm -hmm. and they are the ones who are also addicted to all the propaganda and are fueling their hatred 24 7 and they never stop and turn it off and just take a break to think about it because like when i'm watching certain things like like have you seen the the james o'keefe videos that just came out no no um so this guy already has a terrible track record um he's very biased uh historically and he's been convicted i don't know um but he did some hidden camera interviews with leaders of these middleman democratic parties who are literally admitting to uh hiring people to go incite violence at trump rallies i did see i saw something of this yes and also uh talking about voter fraud um Mm -hmm. like it's a real thing that's been happening just to not just bring that up and and let it sit i did uh see 
one person found this little thing in that in one of those videos because they're getting a lot of traction right now on on YouTube, like mm -hmm. three million views in two days. And you know, first of all, the footage that he collected, I'm pretty sure that's illegal to, you know, videotape people without their knowledge. Um, and why are these like why are these people spilling these really illegal, well, immoral details to a stranger? You know, uh, is is hard to believe. But also, like, there's we're reading subtitles the whole time because you can't really make out what people are saying exactly. So one person pointed out on a Reddit thread that uh, we read the words because this is, you know, voter fraud. And when I watched the video, I didn't even notice. But he pointed out that when you read voter fraud, you don't hear anyone say those words. And then it cuts to the next clip without seeing a response to someone hearing voter fraud. So that is a total, you know, subtle, subliminal lie, like an art built into that. Um, you don't know what to believe anymore. Like, this is very convincing. And especially if you're already fueled by the hate, you're going to watch this and be like, I knew it. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching this trying to think that it's right. You know, because I'm trying not to watch these videos from a biased opinion, trying to stay open to have people convince me to go to the other side. And uh, so far, they've failed. <laughs> But I remain open, and, and th but they, they refuse to believe that because I'm so set in my opinions. But so are they. At least I'm making an effort and, and consciously trying to stay open to it. I just don't... It's a, the, there's a difference between being involved heavily in an election because it matters. Like, it really, really matters. And, you know, being passionate about stuff that happens on Facebook, which is just noise. It's just, it's just fucking unfiltered noise. So I, I think that it's important. I don't think, you know, the, I, you know, how often do we have an election of this type? You know, we had the election against George Bush, and that was a big fucking deal. And it changed the course of our history. And now we have this election, and it's going to influence the course of history. It's going to be the first woman, woman to be elected president, or it's going to be the Donald last president. Trump. Yeah, <laughs> Donald Trump to be president. You know, who knows what that's going to look like, but it's, it's a historic moment. And it's really showing the true colors of the nation. It's really showing how, you know, issues have not been resolved and we have, we've got a long way to go. And, it, you know, it's not the same. I, I don't think it's the same, but it is interesting. And it's interesting that, you know, Monica Lewinsky and talking about shame, I think that's fascinating because whenever you go places, whenever you look at things, you, I always, I continue to see women looking at things differently than men. and. I'm just curious on why that is. Like, I, I, I just really don't understand why that is. Is it because, you know, when, you, when I walk down, you know, market, I walk to the bus or to the train, I walk down market and every woman that you pass is looking down at their feet or on their phone. Because they're make, afraid of I, you. They make uh, me? <laughs> I'm kidding. Charming, wonderful me? <laughs> no, but they're, they're, you just, and I'm not trying to like stare them down or have a, I'm just kind of observing what's going on. And it's fascinating because, there, there's, it's a totally different experience. You well, get it's on... not just women though. Everyone does that. It, really? it is not. It, I, I always try and look at someone and nod at them when I walk by, and I guess more times than not, a guy will. But most people intentionally avoid eye contact when you're walking by them on the street, even if it's a lonely neighborhood sidewalk. It's, it, it's the part of America that I really hate because. We are just so afraid, like I'm walking alone and right now nobody's suing me or asking me for money. But if I make eye contact with somebody, maybe 
some they'll say something and they'll approach me. Maybe they're crazy. I don't know. I don't know what it is, hmm. but I hate that. Yeah, and I, I I hate the obsession. It's with been phones. like that. Oh yeah. oh, of, of phones. Oh, well, that's another are, story. I, mean, I don't know. It's, it, you were talking about phones with that. No, well, I mean, I don't think phones has to do with that. I think it has to do with the fact that they are like not just are they. That's so rude of me. Um, you know, it's women. It's almost like an excuse not to look at somebody. But well, well, women. I mean, they do have in the back of their head. That well, I mean, first of all, they're used to being looked at by guys wherever they go, especially if they're, you know, stereotypically attractive. <laughs> um, and, and I don't want to just say attractive because I feel like that is, uh, in, you know, an insensitive statement. But stere- you know, and, but even any woman, really, they're always being judged by men wherever they go, positively or negatively. We are con- like I saw this video. Uh, recently where um, it comes to this guy saying, I just want a girl who I can, you know, laugh and have fun with. And the, gir- and the girl's like, I just want someone that I can cuddle with, yada, yada. And then they go back and forth. So they want the exact same thing. Then it shows them finally crossing paths. And he says, uh, needs to be a C cup. And she's like, uh, needs to be 510 or above. I, I feel like that's relevant. But the, um, the truth of it matters. We're all just shallow. Exactly. It's hot. hot. Yeah. But, but you look at people on the train and I'm trying. The only way I tie the two together is that you always see people looking at their phones or they're looking down, whether it's shame, whether it's being judged, which is a fascinating perspective. And then you get on the train or you get on the bus and it's like, no one looks at no, no, especially women though. You know, the guys I feel like are all sizing each other up like some type of well, maybe. Know, contest. Or well, they're something. probably sizing you up because you're a big guy. What is, I've been trying to run and you don't have to like say these things. In no, public. you're not, not, not big that way. You're <laughs> tall and strong looking. Oh, that's what okay. I mean. That's good. That flattery. We'll get you um, but it's, it's fascinating how, and then, and then, and then the, the, the addiction to these things. And, you know, it's just, I think it's, our world is so fucking complex. I think we are, I don't know if we as, as a society are even prepared to deal with how complex we, we, everything is. There's no easy answer. There's no, like, we've gotten away from the, so the, the very basic human nature things, and it's so complex. And, you know, you talk about Monica Lewinsky. How do you even recover from what she went through? How do you even, yeah, exactly. how do you even go Slowly. on? Like, how do you not just get in front of a train and just, like, I'm done? That's something, some of the things you talked about. She said, like, she had to shower with uh, the door open so her parents didn't think she was going to kill herself. Oh, sort of gee, yeah, take off. I your, think I take, heard that correctly. In yeah, that take speech, off your, but, uh, your shoelaces. Let's, let's not, you know, we don't want any moments. Yeah, you know, so she was pretty much hiding for 20 years, she said. Wow, that's you just know? crazy. Because, again, you know, she was 22, and she said, who here has made a mistake at 22, or hasn't made a mistake, you know? Sure, um, sure. And she, she said she fell in love with her boss, uh, you know, which was just a crazy situation. Yeah. Um, and, you know, who could blame her? Bill Clinton's a pretty charismatic dude. Um, but anyway, it's, yeah, that's, I mean, and but, not, I would have changed my name. I would, yeah. have, like, I, but, so but she's to... talking about like, you know, she said, uh, for those of you that are four, four to, that, that are a certain age, you might only know me from rap songs. She's wow. in like 40 rap songs. I mean, she is, she was, a that was the biggest story of the decade. Oh yeah. Really? I mean, and, yeah. and, and, and what part of it does she have? She's, her face is plastered and smeared everywhere. She can't go anywhere. Well, it's also you know? not positive. There's no redeeming, like society is not giving her any. Re- I, first of all, I, I think that's wrong. I'm not. I personally believe that there's there's a lot that goes into there. Should be no shaming around her falling in love and having 
any type of relationship with this person. So I'm not trying to shame um, him, but well, he was married. Well, so okay, that is it, a little wrong, but I'm not saying that he was innocent. I'm just saying that it's not her. Like she's, anyways. Well, I mean, she 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 should have known better. She knows that. I'm not trying but, to jump on top of the pile that's on top of her. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is like what she was saying was that people didn't realize that while talking about this and and just blasting it everywhere, we, we didn't realize that we were really ruining her life. Oh yeah, I mean, but there's no no, no positive could have come from this experience. I mean, nothing like a notoriety of that level, of that degree, of that shame, like the, the negative like side of that. There's there's no positive. It's not like she, you know took drugs and ran a marathon and won the world series or something crazy like that. She, she got the raw end of that stick. And I Very. mean that no pun. Intended. But, and, and just kind of bringing the light that we didn't necessarily realize that because we're just looking at her as this character. Right. In news not media. A, right. Not a human, not a person with right. feelings and right. a life. Right. But that's what I'm you saying. Know? Like that, that reflects on this whole thing with Donald Trump. It, you know, people were screaming at you on, on attacking people every day. And it's, it's we've lost that like that moment of like this is a real person just because yeah. you think that you're violating God's laws or some fucking crazy lunatic thing that happens in in Georgia or whatever that goes on in that fucking place, like that doesn't mean that you're not you know relatable. You're not a human being. Now, if you're an asshole or you don't do something that you're supposed to do or you're not like those real things make you an asshole. But just because you have a view doesn't. Like, where are we at here? What is going on? We, we can't even, it's so complex, we can't even handle what is happening in front it, of us. It's so complex, which is maybe why Donald Trump speaks so simplistically. Because he yeah. speaks very generally. Wrong. And, and, and very, Wrong. And very, very like, in, in a very mass appeal sort of way. Because, he, you know, it's just, it's easy to understand that. It's like and, taking a five-year-old and saying, go. Like, his mentality oh, is... If, if it's I don't high school banter is what he's doing. Well, if I don't have a plan, I just keep saying I have a plan. And it's, it's just magnificent in, to yeah. one degree because it's so manipulative. Got last night in the debate, uh, he was given his chance. It's, he said, okay, Hillary, tell us why, what your plan is to fix the economy. Right. And she answered it and didn't mention Donald once. Right. And then he said, Donald, your chance. And here he is, third debate. He can yep. finally... Give us some substance to work with. And right. I was ready. Right. And he spent the first 30 seconds smearing Hillary. And then he ended up talking about got fucking I can't remember, but he went off the rails and didn't say anything. He, he, he pretty much just kept saying of, of how terrible the situation is. You've said that, Donald. How, what are you going to do to fix it? Yeah. And, you know, the piece that, that really stuck with me and, and pretty much all the commentaries or com commentators last night was that he couldn't even agree that he would you know, respect the, the wishes of this of the vote. You know, yeah, he, he, he will if he wins. He clarified today. I mean, obviously, that makes no fucking sense. And the you know Jeffrey and Kaylee were trying to say that you know didn't Al Gore do the same thing? And it's like, no, this is not the same conversation. No, I mean, and Al Gore did the right thing, which I still think he should have done. But yeah, you know. I read something about that today. Like when when he thought that he lost Florida, he called Bush to concede. Yep, but and then, then the, he got Florida. Yep. So then you know, and then they went back and forth and. He eventually did what he, or then what? <laughs> no, no, he did the right thing. I mean, he ultimately did the hard thing, which is he conceded. I mean, either way, he didn't go on record saying that it's rigged against yes, him. Yes, he before the vote even. You know, that's the thing is I, nobody calls Donald Trump a sore loser. I wish Hillary said it last night because that's what he is. Well, I mean, I think you know Obama did. He basically said, "Stop your whining." Stop if you, whining. Yeah, yeah, if you have anything to complain about, you should have done it before you ran for office. Like by the way, 
this place is, uh, this is a rigged election. I'm going to run anyways because I believe in this country. That would motivate people to do something. And the people were commenting on last night saying, hey, by the way, you know, if you think it's rigged and you're a Trump supporter, why would you go vote? <laughs> it's already over. Like, he basically is saying that. It's, what, what is the motivation to go vote? Oh, yeah. The, the Daily Show uh, guy went and talked to his supporters and said, uh, they said, oh, it's, it's rigged. Oh, so you think he's going to lose? No, he's going to win. But you said uh, it's rigged. Not if he wins. <laughs> to his advantage. You know? I don't understand. Exactly. By the way, I've seen a lot of promos for the Daily Show pop up. I just, it's not funny. It's just not funny. He is a little condescending in his tone, I think. Hmm. Um, I saw Trevor Noah do stand-up uh, in San Francisco years ago, and he was amazing. Really? He, he talked about how um, the first thing he said was that I think stand-up is a lot like sex, you know? Like, you all sit there, and I do all the work, you know? <laughs> and, and he just took it to the max. It was, amaz- it was brilliant. And I had him on, I had him on my list because I produced that comedy show. I had him on my list to call him for a headliner, and I could have done it for years, and I just never got around to it. Oh, my and God. And I could have known him at least once. But he did have, he's, lately, he's had some really good moments, you know, because you, you got to get into it. You, you got to get into your skin. I don't know if Jon Stewart was quite amazing right off the bat. Mm. Probably, though, he's amazing anyway. Uh, Jon Stewart is not, his stand-up is terrible. Like, I, I've always, I always thought he was terrible at stand-up, but he's so good when he was on The Daily Show. He's oh, so, he's, he's, so good. I mean, yeah. His timing, uh, his wit. If, if, I guess it's not fair to compare the show to his show. But, yeah, but you can't help it, though. Oh, it's, it's just like Compared f- to Stuart or Colbert, Colbert. But these are people that we know. You yes. know, we're ju- like we, Trevor Noah, to the, most people, came out of nowhere. Well, you know, I, I at least know him from doing stand-up from before, but people are still getting used to him. Well, and Colbert, it, it, Colbert didn't even do Colbert. Like, I, when he did The Daily, or The Tonight, or whatever the show he's on in CBS, mm-hmm. um, The Night, Tonight Show, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought, wow, this, this is a big, this is a big departure, like portraying a character, having, you know, a shtick that you go to, like, I, I just never thought it would be good. And it was, especially when Jon Stewart popped on, that was just, just brilliant. Oh, so good. Popped on to his show. Yeah, he did a couple, he did like, oh, a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. segment on it back. It feels like it was a hundred years ago, but it's still this election and it was probably yeah. like six months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This election oh, is never going to end. This is never going to end. It's never well, going to end. Not if Donald Trump gets that TV station. Well, I, let him have the TV station. We'll take the country. I just hope that nobody reports on anything he does after this election. Oh, I, the conservatives are all going to start dying off. It's all going to go away. We're at the last little bit yeah. of it. What I love watching right now is these Republicans don't know if it's better for their career to support him or to deny him. Sure. They're it's, in this weird middle ground. Like, I don't know what the fuck to do. What's better for my career? Sure. What's worse, Hillary Clinton or losing the House and the Senate and Hillary Clinton? Because that's yeah. all happening. And not only that, again, going back to the Supreme Court, you're talking two to three justices. And uh, boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, like, he's, we talked about this, but he's 70. Like, just, he's 74 when he, 74, 75 when he, you know, served his first term. Does he run again? course he's a machine uh, he can... he's yeah, bernie well, like... actually actually trump looks very unhealthy to be honest oh yes i mean he's still to, to use his own his... words against him he still hasn't released any of his health records at all i mean i'm sure he's you know he eats fast food he literally can have anything he wants he's a you know quote unquote billionaire and he can eat anything and he eats fast food yeah he, he's been able to do anything and he's done nothing really of of greater good substance um, Give me the money. I'll take care of it. Everything yeah. will be fine. Everybody just relax. But, I'll take care of it. Speaking of his health, by the way, that was one of Hillary's jokes tonight. She said, uh, 
we've really we've both released our health records. You know, my blood pressure is is one seventy or whatever, and and Donald Trump's is presidential. <laughs> no, that my it, cholesterol is this, and his is the best ever. It's yeah. not. My grandfather died when he was seventy three. I mean, well, I, your grandfather lived in a much different time. Uh, like twenty years ago. Uh, well, the healthcare these days, he hasn't. He didn't have you know forty years of modern day healthcare as it is now. Even twenty years ago, yeah. Even I, twenty years ago, seventy three, man. I mean, seventy. You, you got to give the guy some some kudos, man, because there are days when I can't even get out of bed. So, well, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think that has to do with age. No, it's that's really true. That has just, to do with lazy uh, general willingness to live. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> I know that feeling. I did want to give you an update. I we came. We went to we went to Cleveland. Um, yeah, and I forgot to mention that. Yeah, you um, flew to Cleveland to see Tom Brady. See Tom Brady come back victorious. I, I have all sorts of mixed emotions about that, but I'm glad really? you enjoyed yourself. Really? What's wrong with Tom Brady? He's Nothing. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. Anyways, great trip. My wife uh, made all the social media. She she drew this free Brady or freed Brady post tense um, uh-huh. poster. And it got picked up. We sat right in the front where they were coming, you know, running out of the locker room, and she got posted all over the social media. She's oh yeah. On, yep. They they she, she went viral. She went viral. She posted. She's on um, whatever that photo collection is where you can. Yeah, anyways, um, she got picked up. She's in the the. They do a weekly you know video of the the game. She's got picked up on that. Apparently, we were in the recording on our DVR because we recorded the game. Um, mm-hmm. But I have to tell you, like, of all the things, like, it was great to see the Patriots win. It was great to see Tom Brady. You go Pats. Yeah, big game against the Steelers this weekend, so let's do it. Uh, beyond that, though, it was Cleveland. Holy mackerel. I could not be more incorrect about Cleveland if I tried. In fact, I owe you Cleveland. Oh, about the city? I owe you a huge apology. Cleveland is spectacular. Good. Spectacular. I mean. Did they have paved roads? They had, they had electricity. Wow. <laughs> And running water. I, I'm surprised. That town was so spectacular. I, you know, short of the Uber driver who threatened to, like, you know, don't leave town, stay over here. Um, we went to the marketplace. We wore Pat's jerseys. We did not get attacked. We got nothing but, you know, a lot of fun, you know, camaraderie. The, the Browns to date have, have not won a game yet. So they're 0 5 or 0 and 6. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're obviously, you know, the doldrums. But they're excited about the, you know, the Indians going in, you know, potentially. Yeah, World you know, Series. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's huge. And You hear they want Charlie Sheen to throw the opening pitch because oh, of uh, be, Major League. That would be so. Give him the heater. That's, oh yeah, wild thing on the way out. That'd be so yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's an amazing town. The food was great. The people were so friendly. So very friendly. I, yeah. I expected Detroit. I expected uh, Philadelphia. I got none of that. I saw an optimistic, beautiful city that is incredible, and I I was so wrong. I was so they're, they're probably so friendly because they haven't been tarnished with championships to make them feel better than everyone else. No, that's I mean, but it's it's like it's almost like going to Seattle, but before Seattle turned into Seattle, like there's just that that there before right Richard on, Sherman Seattle. Uh, this is nothing to do with Richard <laughs> Sherman. I still like the guy, but yeah, anyways. It's on the, like, He's right, hitting mess with me. Right when they got on the cusp of like when it turned into the Seattle and Starbucks and all this other stuff, it's yeah. that promising and it's it's incredible. I I cannot, um, you know, we stayed in a beautiful hotel that had this old 1900 uh, arcade part of it that's, um, 
the, like the first shopping mall in the country. I mean, I had no idea Cleveland had or Ohio, yeah, Cleveland had anything to do with the Civil War. Um, you know, yeah. it just it was just an incredible experience. Yeah, you know, they got they got three and they got all the sports teams in every every major sport there is. I think do they have hockey too? I don't think they have hockey. Well, uh, major sport anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, hockey's not really. I mean, let's be honest. Although a hockey player just signed like a forty million dollar contract, I heard. Really? That's yeah, a they're... lot of money for hockey. Which team? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, because that's a lot of lot of do- that's a lot of fake teeth, my friend. Oh man. Um, but yeah, so that was incredible. I, I just have to say, you know, since the title of this podcast is "Bitch and Moan," what the fuck is wrong with Delta Airlines? Like, <laughs> what is going on? Like, we okay, what's what what was wrong with Delta Airlines? Okay, we get to, we're in flying out of Sacramento. So by the way. When you are working in San Francisco, there is no more inconvenient place to fly out of than Sacramento. Okay. Right, that being said, we get to the airport. I have my boarding pass loaded on my phone. I forgot to, to share the boarding pass. So, you know, Kaylee's just going to go print her boarding pass. And it says, your flight's been canceled. <laughs> like, immediately. While you're in the airport? Yeah. We're literally, it's, not, it's, it's been delayed. So, your next two flights. So, we had, we had a red eye. I think I've was, experienced that with Delta, actually. Really, apparently, it's happening to a lot of people. But the next two flights. So, it was a red eye. But it was like, go here until 5 in the morning. And then take another flight. And then you're in Columbus, Ohio. Then you have to drive <laughs> to, um, to Cleveland. But anyways. Ew. So, both those flights are canceled. Our only option is to fly to Detroit. So, we uh. have to fly to LAX. Fly to Detroit, fly to some, somewhere else, and hopefully we'd get to Cleveland or wherever. Before kickoff? I, I, before I lose my mind, because we're taking uh, yeah. a It's just going to be... Anyway, so yeah. we get to LAX. We walk after, after being told, being told over and over, don't worry, folks. We have all your connect... People are waiting at the, the, the turn, get the gate. They're ready to get your assignments or got you ready to go. We literally sit on the tarmac because there's no place to put the fucking plane in LAX. We watch the two flights that we were supposed to get connected to to Detroit pass us by because Uh-oh. they're leaving. We're still not there. So that's three. I hate how they don't coordinate that. Those flights should stay there. We're right until there. You get we're there. right there. They we're know s- you're there. I could walk like there. They don't know where you are. We missed three connections in one night. We get to LAX and there's just two old broads who are sitting right there at the gate and they have no idea what's going on. Oh, we yeah. go, are, they go get on the phone. Gotta get on the phone. Can't get the phone. Go right to the lady. So I can't get on the phone. We have people behind us who were in first class who paid four times as much money as we paid for our seats. And the lady goes, "So what happened?" And we're like, "Our flight was delayed." She's like, "Well, why was it delayed?" I was like, "I'm, I'm not joking." She said, no. "Why was it delayed?" That's my question for you. I don't like know. The- I don't work for Delta. I don't know. She's like, "Well, is it weather?" I'm like, "I don't know." I was in San Francisco. I mean, Sacramento. She's so, just stalling. Oh, she has no idea. She's, there's just no comprehension. And I'm ready to jump on the counter. And then, you know, I feel bad. But Kaylee wants to, you know, go see Tom. So, oh, my God. So, eventually, I just say, like, you got to, we need a hotel. We need something. And she's like, no hotels. I'm like, how do you know? She's like, there are no hotels. Didn't even look at anything. Didn't even touch anything. Eventually, the lady next to us. So, all these <laughs> people are now ganging up on these people. and. The lady next to her looks and goes, well, there's a flight leaving to Detroit right now. Do you want to go? And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go to Detroit. So <laughs> we take that flight to Detroit. We get to Detroit finally. It's like five in the morning. Totally exhausted. And it's like, hey, you can fly to Columbus now or you can drive 
directly to Cleveland and screw this whole thing. So we rented a Mustang and we literally God. drove to Cleveland. That's weird. Fuck Delta. I, we missed four connecting flights. Four. I got nothing to say about that. That's really bad. Oh my god! Maybe that's what you get for flying across the country for a football game. I or don't go to Cleveland. Like, here's the reason why people I don't have go a to question. Cleveland. Yes. Yeah, I have a question for yes. you. Yes. I think that my my slight judgment uh, is rooted in the fact that sports have. Okay, I've, I, this is a two part question. I'd like you to respond to one. Why are sports so damn important? Where the top paid individuals in certain states are college football coaches for example second part is why how can you have such allegiance to any one team no matter where they are when the players on that team are from all over the country and they come and go as business demands well i think the reason why sports is cool is because it gives you something to do when it's snowing outside from the most part. So in towns that have shitty weather, like Northern Texas and all over the coast, people are have allegiance to, to their teams. One, because they're not going anywhere because it's fucking snowing. Two, they're not going anywhere because they're not going anywhere. And I think life for many people is much simpler than what we glamorize on social media. I think getting up, going to work seven, you know, six days a week, not traveling the world, so I, I think people are are loyal to these towns and these cities because that's all they have. But why is it so important? Because that that's all these... they have. That's all. It's first of all, sports is real. The re, well, that's, basketball is not real. Let's not joke around. Excuse but, me. <laughs> basketball is rigged. We all know it. But <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> but sports is real. In order for Tom Brady to be the greatest football player of all time, he had to go and take the ball down the field. And that is special. It's real. So I think people lock onto it, one, because it's real, and two, it's all they have. And but that's all they have. But why is it so special? It doesn't really matter. It, or does it? It doesn't. It really doesn't matter. It, you're right. It does not matter. We, we, we latch onto it like it matters. But it's fun. People like being loyal to something because there's not a lot of things to be loyal to. Let, like, let me rephrase. So we know so much about sports. We listen to the draft. We know all these details yes. about it. And we put a lot of people pretty much go to work and then they live sports. And they put everything into this world that, again, matters so much less than a lot of important things to focus on. I just don't get it. We're, we're spitting on a rock in the middle of the universe. We've destroyed so many of the things that held our society together from religion to now politics to the family to this is all people have they all people have people do not live glamorous lives of trying new foods and going on these people this is all they have and if it makes them happy fuck it you know john lennon was right happiness is a warm gun okay here, here yeah I'm not um, saying I don't. I don't think I'm answering your question. To be quite honest, well, I, I don't think I'm phrasing it correctly either. Let me put it this way: I, I look at people investing so much in sports, and I think to myself, "But what is there to be learned?" Like you can go see a movie, and you can think differently, or you can you can learn, you can grow, you can read a book and do the same thing. You know, why is investing so much time in sports? It, it's it's really just a form of masturbation, isn't it? Because it's just a lot more of the same. 
Yeah, and you're just trying it, to chase that high of seeing a great play. But what's entertainment anyways? Like going, you're paying $20 to go see a two hour movie with a group of people in the dark. Or you're buying a book and you're going to spend a week reading it and it sits but, on the but shelf. But you can learn a lesson that can stick with you I, and see, change I, how I, you live. It's I, possible. I agree. First it's of all, not I possible totally, sport. I, I, people love stories. I love stories. And I love sharing stories. And I love reading stories or participating in stories. For me, I get a lot out of sports. I get Tom Brady. Number, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I get <laughs> he, he was literally drafted 199th, sixth round draft. No one expected anything from him. Mm-hmm. And I have, you know, if I'm having a shitty day and like, you know, if I'm looking for a job or I'm, I'm struggling to get through my day and I need a little bit of reality to get me through in a positive way. Hell yeah. That's a great story. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's, that's, I mean, look at LeBron James, look at what he's did for Cleveland. I mean, he literally went back to that, that's the, that team after abandoning them to go get a ring. And his whole mantra was, we're going to go do it. Have you seen that Nike commercial where it has him in the huddle, it's black and white, and they all get around each other, and then the people from the audience come in, and they all get in the huddle, and then it shows, it pans out and shows all different parts of Cleveland, and they're all in the huddle together, and they're all chanting together, and they're all working together. Like, that is beautiful. That Mm -hmm. is special. That is motivating. That is exciting. Okay. So it is good. Right. Okay. Um, That's good. Uh, So I guess you could learn about working together and there's some strategic things too that can make well, you think do your, do your job like i mean is that not a fucking great lesson to learn from people like how many people do you know if they just did their fucking job not asking you to do more than your job not asking you to do like my friend donovan said just don't suck do the bare minimum if you just do the bare minimum you'll be successful mm-hmm. that's part of being in a team if, if i can't rely on you to call me on monday and say let's do the fucking podcast I'm not going to do it because I'm fucking lazy and I have struggle with gravity. Mm. But that mm-hmm. commitment to team is sport. That, okay. is, that is a great lesson for people to learn, especially today. So based off that commitment to team then. Uh-oh. What did I do wrong? No. No, this is, this is the <laughs> second part of the question. No, okay. you've, you've answered the first one and, I, and I, I'll accept that. That sounds good. Okay. I understand that. Um, now, it, it's always been so weird to me that like, I'm a San Francisco 49ers fan till I die. Yes. They're tattooed on my neck and I'm going to get buried in their jersey. Yes. You know, this team is comprised of just whoever they thought was best from all around the country. There's, you know, it's not people born in San Francisco that play for that team, sure. which would be a much different story to me. But it's, 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 it's just this conglomeration of, of business minds and, you know, players that aren't even born in the country. It's, it's just a purely business. Uh, mentality to to build these teams and it really has no allegiance to the community except for the fact that the fans li- are used to watching this this team well i you know first of all you're right i mean I, that that when you go and watch a football game have you been to a football game recently um candlestick you know if, if, if you count uh 49ers versus the carolina panthers at candlestick last year candlestick and it was the lowest scoring offensive game from both teams in the entire season Okay. Yeah, I guess that was a game. <laughs> Sounds like a game. So you you went and you saw the spectacle, and you feel, there was no spectacle that day. Well, yeah, but you're in this <laughs> you know sixty thousand seat venue. Yeah, and I and I I kind of felt like when we if we we saw the Chargers play the Patriots, um, or vice versa, that yeah, it's this big thing. The NFL is this huge company. It's this huge organization. It's it. There's 
it's not about it's about the billionaires making billions and about you paying two hundred dollars to go see the game. And then we went to Foxborough, and yeah, they, that, yeah that? that's where the Patriots play. I don't know. Oh, come on. Okay. I don't know. I don't candlestick. At least I. Anyways, um, I know Foxborough hot tubs is Green Day's secret sideband. That's oh, all I way, know about that word. I did not know that. But I did want to ask you about their new album. It may not be this time, but maybe next. Oh, time. I haven't listened to it yet. I'll listen to it. I next. heard a song. I went, "Oh, this sounds new." <laughs> I didn't realize yeah. they had a new album. Yeah, I got a few. This sounds good so far. Yeah. Um. But when you go to Foxborough, you know Robert Kraft is a billionaire. He grew up in Foxborough or in, or in that area, that part of Massachusetts. And instead of taking the team and selling the team, he built a stadium in Foxborough, which is nowhere near anything, and invested all this money into building that into something special because it meant so much to the community. And yes, it is a billionaire's paradise. Yes, there are all these companies and these corporate things, but every game, Robert is there. Every game. He's on the field. He's, he goes to the, the pregame rallies for all the regular people like you and I go and hang out. He, mm-hmm. he goes, he's, he's, on the, he's, in the, he's in the locker room with the team. He, he owns the team, I guess? Yeah, yeah. He, sorry, he, Robert Kraft, uh-huh. Mr. Kraft. Um, and all cheese? And, <laughs> no, different He guy. owns a team and different, sliced cheese. Totally, no. Those guys smoke a lot of cigarettes now. Different guys. But mm. that's, yes, there is, yes, I will never be an owner of a football team. I'm not going to be a billionaire. Not with that attitude. No. But, yeah, but there's something there. And I don't think it happens to all teams. And I think that that's, that's because when you see a lot of these coaches who are getting fired every three years and you can't learn the program and you can't learn the system and there's no discipline and you can't figure out these things that make football. Football is unique because I was listening to PFW, Patriots Football Weekly. It was a great, great podcast. Um, and they were talking about this either today or yesterday. Football is unique because it is a coaching machine. You don't have great coaching. You do not have really good football. And it's, You're right. I guess out of all sports, coaching matters the most for right. football. It's, it's strategery. It's, it's the, you know, being, <laughs> you know, having open. strategic minds and visions and plans and, you know, having a strategy. It's like chess. You, know, you got to think about these things. You just don't move. Yeah. And I think that, yes, there is a shitty, crappy way. LA Rams, you are the shitty, crappy way. You are, you are not unique and special and then there's on the flip side you have the green bay packers which are owned by the city of green bay and the people of that green bay. is cool right definitely yeah um yeah i, I just like because i look at what you know i look at the the, edu- the schools like like how they 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 use tax dollars to to pay for these giant stadiums how do you justify not, that not off not often look at las vegas they're literally building a new stadium for the raiders and it's not no all tax, tax dollars, dollars. yeah yeah well, but a, a lot right, of them right are, to, though. Yeah, you're right to a degree. Totally agree. Just, Look, just, just the, 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 the prestige that we put on, these, on all these temporary careers of these athletes. But they support so many other jobs. Parking attendants, food vendors, talent, uh, people who are editing video and running cables. When you go and you sit next to a football field, like really close, there are hundreds of people doing stuff there. Not only that, they're all renting cars. They're all renting cars. They're all flying places. They're all renting hotel rooms. They're Tourism. all yeah. bu- buying food. Like they, it, it, Cleveland got money from you because oh, Cle- of football. Not only Cleveland got money from me, I would go back. I would go back to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I would go back to Cleveland and say, this is not Philadelphia. Yeah. 
Philadelphia. Uh, I, I, I understand. Go. Like I've I've been I've become a fan in a lot of ways um, of a variety of teams, but, but there's look at, just look at Star Wars. Look at the last Star Wars movie. It made billions of dollars, and yeah. what did it give back to anyone? It, seriously, uh, it it made a nothing. billion dollars, and it's going to have three more or four more movies coming out of it, which I cannot wait to see. I'm really excited. I love Star Wars. I think the purpose of life is to distract yourself from life. I think life is about, well, I think entertainment is about coping and about sharing stories. Like, I mean, I think it's from the cavemen to where we are today. You know, there's not a lot of new stories. You know, Star Wars is a great example of not being a new story. But there's themes and, and messages. And, and I think that that can get translated through through story like that or through football and, and, and sports. Yeah. The thing I, mean, I, like, I guess I like about football is I usually don't know what's going to happen. And shit, you could have Jimmy Garoppolo, who is their backup quarterback, get injured and in his second game, third game, not be able to play against the Buffalo Bills, who everyone hates. And there's drama like that. You don't know what's going to happen in a football game. The Cubs yeah. won 10 to 2 last night. Those Dodger fans, I guarantee you, didn't see that coming. Oh, yeah. Like I, I was at a game. Uh, that's another thing that bothers me about. Uh, the sports things is it, it creates even more divisiveness. We're so obsessed in this country with dividing ourselves and categorizing each other in order to create rivalries and, and hatred and wars against each other. Like, you know, I guess it was my fault for going to a Dodgers game wearing Giants colors and I had this bright orange button up shirt, which was a slim fit and I'm taller than everyone so everyone could see me. And um, these guys behind us were started to you know and I, this is what we get for for buying the cheapest tickets is you know we can sit next to some some drunk idiots but these guys behind us were they, they took a treat trick because you know we're halloween colors right yeah, yeah. I was like hey give me a snickers uh, give me a twix that's a brilliant joke so i turned over around and i was like it's gonna cost you he's like how much i was like it'll cost you a world series championship wow where are they and i got props from one of the guys for that the other guy shut the hell up but then like later they're drinking more and they start dancing behind us i can feel and then they lift my hat off my head and the guy next to me. I always think, like, how do people get in fights at these sports games? You know, just don't retaliate. Just fucking, you know, don't get involved. But these people actually pick fights with you based on such bullshit allegiance to a team that doesn't give a fuck, you know, about anything. Not saying the Dodgers or the Giants or anyone doesn't. All of them. They're all, it's all the same. It's all so commercial and so business-oriented. That it, it, you know, to have allegiance like that, where you say "fuck you" for being that team's fan, is ridiculous. And and there were such assholes to me too. Like after the, and of course, Giants lost that game. So as we're walking out, this one guy holds up his hand for a high five. Says, hey man, good game. And I, you know, I, I, as as naive as I am, thinking there's good people in the world, I hold up my hand. And he's like, yeah, right. And he walks away, and uh, starts talking hella shit. And I'm just like, oh, so so cold. I start freezing because that was my instinct. And then. As we're walking out, all these high fives come up to me, and I ignore all of them. I'm like, I'm not falling for it, you know. <laughs> and I guess it's in good nature, and I'm too sensitive, maybe. But it's just, you know, another excuse for people to be assholes. Well, see, on the flip side, the day of the game, you know, we're in Cleveland. Everyone, you know, told us, be careful, be careful, you know, don't wear your Patriots gear. I literally had a Tom Brady, you know, 199th yeah. running shirt. And you didn't have any trouble. Well, and I, I, I went to go running, and I'm like, I'm going to go oh, explore yeah. and try to go running. It's 7 o'clock in the morning. Who's going to be out here? I go down to the path that's right along whatever 
lake that is. And from the stadium, and I'm literally right on the lake, and for the next fucking half a mile, nothing but but tailgating fucking lunatic drunk at seven in the morning Browns fans forever. They brought their vans, their tents, their buses, their Winnebago's everywhere. Everywhere. Nobody said anything. And I was just like, I'm going to get past this and start running. And it went on and on and on and on. And there were people in Patriots outfits and they were joking with them. They were, they didn't say a goddamn word to me. And I was freaking out. Like I was going to get shot. Well, you know what you just did though. That's when it comes to football standards, that was kind of like Donald Trump running through a slum. Yeah. Sort of thing. It's like, Oh, I'm not going to talk to him. Yeah. He he is a God. Yeah. Well, but it's, it, it was so much fun. And, and I get like, and I, and I, I, I trust me, man. I've been, I haven't been in that situation because you know, the Dodgers and, and Giants are, there's a lot of rivalry and people have been beat up and, and almost killed. In yeah. Over, over such bullshit allegiance. I think, say, that, that, I don't know if, if you answer this question, forgive me. Um, but why should I love this team when it's built of people that are there for two, three years at a time, all the way up to the top, except for the owner, maybe? Uh, why do I care about this team when it's filled with, just random people from all over because, the country because it's not or the world bochi has been there for how long yeah okay and how long has buster posey been there that's a rare occurrence oh, oh you so. know it happens everywhere and it, it's just it's just mark hamill plays luke skywalker and, and in six months he's done and he's never luke skywalker and if you want to meet luke skywalker go crazy well what about teams like San, the, like the 49ers like i can't even i don't even identify with them anymore well they yeah. used to be my team but like they, they move stadiums they keep switching out their coaches yes. they keep switching out their quarterbacks yes. and all their players yes. but still people are diehard fans just because well, i don't get there that are automatons in every environment i'm just saying like there's enough stuff to hate in this world let's enjoy a football game that has okay. intent out of all I've the be- things that you've become the enemy well, no no but I've like let's just have the intent. there's something intentional about football what if we just enjoyed something because it's incredibly superb athletes working their asses off? We have sexism, we have drunken debauchery, we have football. Like, let's get if you want to get into something about football, what the fuck? We talk about this all the time, but why are we still fucking having cheerleaders at fucking football games? Like what a double Sex standard. Sells. Yeah. You can't play, but you can wear half your clothing. It, it it's it's so fucking dumb. Like yeah. that's really Tradition. offensive. That's yeah. Let's be real. Let's that's offensive. Yeah. I I'm just saying it it, it it's fun. It, it's it's a couple of hours. What else do you got? It's a couple of hours for some, but it's all got? day. It's all day talk radio for others. And even when the Warriors were in the playoffs, I was listening to the radio about them. All day, you know, I've been guilty you of it myself. You didn't have any fun. Just, you didn't have any fun with that at all. It's just, it's just I just it's just Gold State Warriors. Oh, no, I had a great time. I, okay. I'm not saying that I'm not guilty of this myself. I'm just saying I, I really don't understand it, and I wish that it wasn't as important as we make it. Well, these, I, guys, I, these guys get more money than anyone else uh, when, when, when it could be spent in such better ways. I, I just think of the school system especially. I, you know, I'm a substitute teacher at some, certain schools, and some of these places are just so, oh, God, it could be so easily upgraded with just a, you know, a small percentage of a fraction of, a, of what these players make what these stadiums cost to build it just seems like a really disproportionate uh priority hey man, hey man i hate to tell you this but if you don't pay taxes 
and our society is built on not paying taxes. I'm not a big tax guy, but taxes do pay for things. And we have gotten to the point where we think that everything should be free. And, you know, college has got to be free and medical, medical coverage has got to be free and educate, you know, kids got to have better education. I don't have any fucking kids and I'm paying my fucking taxes and I'm paying for the schools and it pisses me off. I'd like to not have that money, but one day we might have a kid and then there's our share. I, it's just, you can't go around not paying taxes. Where did you get not paying taxes from? From, uh, from like every president currently people no but every, well is that non it feels like a non sequitur what did i say that made no, you it's, it's, say it's that? you like it, i i agree with you though it's important to it's important to prioritize education as much as these athletes are making money but the reason there's no money in these classrooms that you're working in as a teacher is because people don't want to do what's necessary to to do that to, to pay yeah. and, and I know well. that's how it is, and I know that's probably not going to change. It just so that's just. But in a kind of business such as the NFL, like yeah, guess what? They do know what it's like to make money. They do know what it's like to actually be a business. Show business is a business, as Adam Carolla would say. It's not just show; it's show business. So maybe we should start thinking about those other things, like a business, and and maybe you might get more money for school. Well, yeah, but I mean, college education is a business. You in know? some cases, some cases a nonprofit, but parents have to care about these things. They have to not have to work fifty jobs to pay for daily life. I mean, there's a priority shift. If we're going to say that yes, athletes shouldn't make billions of dollars, you're right. I totally let's prioritize. But it's parents' fault. It's taxpayers' fault. It's there's a lot of reasoning behind it and unfortunately we, you know, thank goodness we have noble people like yourself who are going to do the job well i, I haven't really done anything to make a difference to be honest no I, you talked about pokemon uh, come on i mean let's let's be serious i mean cassie, you talked about pokemon with a student um oh yeah cassie that. and sean I, our friends cassie and sean probably the only people who are listening to this podcast right now cassie and hey sean, guys thank, thank you. you i mean they, they they're kicking ass in vallejo as teachers and not a lot of people jumping up for that job. It's a tough job. Yeah, like we've created a society where the most important jobs you'll never want to be go for. Like being a politician, the right person will never be a politician because, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go this route, but then my whole life will be dissected, you know, and put out in the public eye. Sure. Um, right now, it's, nobody's going to want to become a cop for sure because of all the shit they're getting. And who's going to want to become a teacher when money is so important? And, you know, it's a, everyone knows that teachers don't get as much as a professional athlete. Oh, sure. So like, they, they all oh, work the, they're, they're all working for Caltrans. They're all fucking up everyone's lives. It is society. <laughs> or, or Delta. Yes. They're all Fuck working you, for fucking Delta. Delta. Yes. All right. Yeah. We're done, man. It's an hour. I cannot believe that. Yeah. Woo. All right. I didn't even well, get to my list again. Yes. Again. All right. Again. Where do, where do yeah. people find us, Matt? I don't know. What's your website, Matt? <laughs> MarsLegStrong.com. Yes. I don't think I even have a link to this there yet, though. Is it best for people to go to SoundCloud or to download it on their podcast app? I don't I'd, even... I'd rather have them go to iTunes because... iTunes I have... yes. podcast? Yeah, iTunes okay. and search for Bitch and Moan, or you can search for Wine and Gripe, but let's go with Bitch and Moan until we hear from anyone. Or you can go to SoundCloud and look for Bitch and Moan, or you can go to Facebook and look for Wine and Gripe, or even on Twitter at Wine and Gripe. 
Facebook, it's the wine and gripe URL, but the bitch and moan page. Not yes. just so we're clear. They're tied together forever. Yeah. They go <sighs> together. It's pretty good. Good job, okay. man. Have a great night, man. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Bye. Bye.